For our reflection today, let us consider the first reading from 1 Samuel chapter 18. The previous chapter, 17, talks about the defeat of Goliath by David. And so that is the context where our reading today for the first reading comes into play. Saul, of course, is jealous of David's success and how the people acclaim David as having defeated the Philistines. And this jealousy is even more of a hurt to the people because Saul and David are meant to be servants of the people. They are meant to be leaders who serve for the people entrusted with that care for them by God. David, of course, being set up to replace Saul, whom God has lost faith in. And instead of realizing that he had failed in his leadership, Saul gets jealous of David and plots to kill him. In our life, jealousy can be a dangerous and insidious sin. It can set us up against others, no matter our situation in life. Many of us have seen jealousy in families, even if it's not in our own. We may know of family members and extended family who have suffered from jealousy and those who have suffered jealousy against others. We may know of workers, co-workers, employers, employees, who have strived to belittle others and because of jealousy. Certainly in our politics, we see that. It happens in every field, in every aspect of human life and condition. This can happen because of the condition of who we are as humans. And especially insidious is when we choose factions we begin to see an element of this when Saul is saying, well, the people are choosing David over me, with him having defeated tens of thousands and I having only defeated thousands. And he begins to be consumed by that jealousy of David. In the church, jealousy can sometimes mean that people choose one church leader over another instead of realizing we are all under Christ. In fact, just a few weeks ago, at the end of the last liturgical year, we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, sometimes called the Feast of Christ the King of the Universe. And if we think about that, not Saul, not David, but Jesus the Christ is our King. And in the church, if we recognize Christ as our king, Christ the ultimate servant, then we realize what leadership is meant to be and what we as people in the church are meant to serve. In a few weeks, far too close now as the Christmas season has just ended, we start Lent. And as we go through the weeks of Lent, we culminate and the Triduum, and especially the start of the Triduum, is the Holy Thursday Mass, 
where we learned how to be like Jesus. We wash each, each other's feet. That is truly the level of service that Jesus laid out for the disciples. When he washed their feet at the Last Supper, he's basically saying, if you have a leadership position, this is who you must be. This is how you must act. And this is how you must consider yourself and how you consider others. It, of course, is not the gospel reading for today. But if we look and consider how Saul acted with jealousy against David, and then several years later, David himself was inflamed by other passions and became jealous of another man's wife. These sinful attitudes that existed in Saul and David have been all throughout history, and even those of us who are baptized still have those temptations. In fact, Pope Francis has said, how can you live and grow without resisting temptation, without recovering from succumbing to temptation? In other words, he's using his pastoral experience of his time in Buenos Aires, and before that, his time in the Jesuits as a formator, to realize, I, now Pope Francis, have made mistakes. I have seen other people make mistakes, and I have learned from being humbled how to be a better servant. And I, as Pope, want to remind us all, myself included as Pope, of how to be a better servant to others. Some people complained when Pope Francis first began to wash the feet of people who weren't even Catholic. However, we weren't the ones whose feet were being washed by him. Think of that example of what that love, that lack of jealousy, that anti-jealousy that Pope Francis showed to them. Those people who, no matter their situation in life, he showed them the love of God, not jealousy. And if we think about it, the ultimate gift that we can give to God is to say, yes, Lord, I accept the gift of my life, of all the good things that I've had, and I give that back to you. I ask you, who do you want me to show your love to today? Who do you want me to show your love to tomorrow? Who did I fail to show your love to today or yesterday? Help me to be better at showing your love. When Saul and David failed in this, it is not for us to gloat over them, but to say, ah, this is not how we're supposed to act. We're supposed to act like Christ. We're supposed to act self-giving as others do. And if we say Jesus as Christ, you know, is the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who can we see as a model? Well, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated the Feast of the Holy Family. And can it, cannot Jesus, Joseph, and Mary together be our examples of self-giving? We don't know much of what Joseph did, but God obviously chose Joseph to be a self-giving and loving person to help raise Jesus. And Mary, of course, 
is that example of self-giving and love. If you want to understand how to be like Mary, consider the Angelus. Look it up on the web if you don't have a prayer book at home that includes it. And you can listen to the bells either at the university playing at 12 or at 6 p.m. or at the Basilica. Some parishes even have bells ringing the Angelus. And pray the Angelus prayer at noon. Help me to be more like Mary so I can be more like Jesus the Christ.